You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. The C word with Callista. Welcome back to The C Word with me, Callista, season three of the podcast where we talk to your favorite content creators. And just before we ended season two, I actually came across this guy on my FYP and I was blown away. His name is Francis Carroll. He's from Jakarta, now based in LA, and he sings like an angel. So Francis, welcome to The C Word. Hi, thank you for having me. Your following is like blowing up like crazy though, because when I first <laughs> reached out to you, I think you were at like 1.2 million and now you've got like 2.1 yeah that's all very unexpected and i'm very glad that people are enjoying the content i'm making i'm not getting those numbers wrong though right because like that's less than a month i think yeah it was kind of crazy like the switch of content that i did and like you know starting to show more originals how much people actually enjoyed it so i'm very grateful yeah i did notice that you've been doing like a lot of oh this is a a song that i want to release then there's like part one part two part three but i think there are probably still a lot of people in malaysia who probably haven't seen you come up on their for you page yet so maybe you could like do a little introduction for them hi everyone my name is francis Carell. i am a singer songwriter and now i guess somewhat tiktoker (laughs) (laughs) and i came to la in 2018 for like college with having that idea of that i want to pursue a career in music somehow and luckily it worked out during the pandemic for me and i'm very grateful that it did oh okay so you you actually moved to la for not for music initially the intention was to be in la for music i did study a different subject like I was like focusing on like biology at first and then I switched to back to like going to music college because I was like you know what I need to learn the music business and I need to learn like what songwriting is because I've really only learned by myself when it comes to like trying to figure out how to songwrite so I really wanted to know more and then that's kind of like where 2018 was a switch up for me. When you first moved there and you I assume you didn't know anyone yet how did this whole thing happen or did it actually all happen on TikTok? Um So when I first came here, I for sure did not know anybody, nor did I know how the music industry worked. Mm-hmm. So it was very much based off of like, like wanting to achieve a goal for me. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the years, I got to learn from credible writers who ended up teaching in my college at the mm-hmm. time. And then having them, you know, inform me of events, like there's these things called writers round, which okay. is like songwriters would just come and take turns showing songs that they wrote or that they were a part of, which for me, I was just trying to view the scene because I'm so new. And I got to witness, you know, a lot of amazing writers. And from then that was kind of like, okay, I think I figure out what I need to do for my end. And as soon as I was ready to show the songs I was going to like showcase after I wrote them, the pandemic hit. (laughs) So that's kind of when between myself and my co-writer, we were both like, okay, let's try to figure this out. Cause like, it's hard to reach out to people on social media when Mm -hmm. one, I was someone just getting started. And yeah, then she, she actually got me on. On TikTok, she was just like, you should just start posting on there and start singing. And I was just like, you know what? It's the pandemic. Might as well. <laughs> and then within a few months, like I just started seeing great things happen on TikTok for me. And I started shifting to being more of like, let me just try playing the creator scene for a bit while mm-hmm. also writing songs and trying to do all of that. And then somehow it just worked out. <laughs> so when you first started posting on TikTok, was it like a different kind of content at first or was it a different style of posting? I think the one thing that attracted 
attracted me from TikTok was the duet feature. Mm. And so early on, I ended up on like the musician slash singer TikTok. I just decided to like duet a few of them. And one of them who I ended up being friends with was like, dude, I'm posting this. Do you want to duet it? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I duetted his video and like, I was so used to just posting and leaving my phone alone at the time that notifications, turning all of that off was not a thing yet for me. And I just saw my phone go crazy. <laughs> and I realized that my TikTok like, video was just going viral. And I was like, oh, so this is how the algorithm on TikTok works. Because I'm so used to playing on Instagram and YouTube mm-hmm. and this never happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like where I realized like, you know what, maybe I should just try post consistently and see where it leads to. And that's kind of like why I decided to dedicate my time to TikTok as well. <laughs> so which which was the song that you duetted that, that made you go viral the first time? I think the first one was a Billie Eilish song. If I'm not wrong, it was Ocean Eyes. Okay. And it was just like a switch between the guy would sing and then I would come in like the second half of like the verse and we both sang the chorus. And I think people just really enjoyed the harmonies and like the different tones that we had, but somehow could blend. And then the day after that, I was like, you know, I'm going to be consistent. I posted a cover of Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now, but Mm -hmm. as a ballad, because someone had like a piano and being like, hey, if you're a singer, come sing this song. And I did it. And that also blew up even more. And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) I think that's pretty apt though, because I think Ocean Eyes was the song that made Billy go viral as well. Totally. Yeah. And apparently also made a bunch of other singers on TikTok really (laughs) big as well. (laughs) But you're right though. Like I think the, the good thing about TikTok is, okay, yes, a lot of people used to get famous off of YouTube, but it was mostly by catching the attention of someone who was prominent in the industry, right? But TikTok is, the way the algorithm works is it kind of knows who will enjoy your content. And I think they're really good at doing that. And you, that's why the the For You page is for you, right? Like the Explore page on on Instagram never gets it completely correct, I feel. Totally. Yeah, Yeah. I I was very surprised by how like the TikTok algorithm worked because it like, I also switch up on like what I like to see Sometimes it's comedic content. Sometimes it's chaotic content. (laughs) Sometimes it's, you know, music content. And it just happens to know when I'm in those phases based on the stuff that I'm like liking or responding Mm -hmm. to. So it's really cool how quickly they're able to react to each like specific account too. That's just like, it's created this huge community today on TikTok where everyone's so versatile as well with the different options that that they like. For me, it shows me music content. Obviously, that's how I found um, your account. But it doesn't show me the content where like hey you should do at this because on your bio I remember you saying you're a singer songwriter slash potato and potato is the only one that I can relate to so. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah I just kind of I didn't know like because as my account started to grow my co-writer was like you should put a professional bio that kind of states what you do and I was like a professional bio what does that mean so I was just like I'm a singer a songwriter and it was actually funny because I got that potato thing from a hate comment who just like decided to comment. He kind of looks like a potato and oh repetitively, <laughs> repetitively like just appeared everywhere else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going with it. I'm a potato. <laughs> If, if we go into that, right, how do you deal with all those kind of weird comments though? Because I did see a comment on your page and someone's like, take off the auto tune and then we'll talk. And then you responded with a video and I was like, you tell them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think like I try not to take it personally because mm-hmm. knowing 
society, especially how quick to judge people are. As much as it sucks to see that people comment stuff like that, I do also think about some of these people are like just what 15 or like maybe slightly older than that and don't necessarily know the weight of their words Mm -hmm. so for me personally I try not to take it to a point where it's like oh you hurt my feelings I'm gonna fight back you know but at the same time I do want to like respond in ways where it's not necessarily me trying to attack them but like kind of show them like hey I understand that you can think that just because of the way my voice sounds too so let me just prove to you that I can sing and hopefully you understand that I don't use autotune, you know, or have fun with responding to like hate comments for me is like something I try to do. I think I think that's a, a really good way to approach it. But I also feel like you're so brave because you kind of blew up when you started posting your Omegle videos on TikTok. Now, I don't think Omegle is big in Malaysia. At least I don't know anyone who uses Omegle. Was it big in Jakarta? It was when I was like, I think 12. And at the time I didn't use it because I was just like, this is, you know, I I don't get the platform. I'm already scared of people not going to take it to the internet. But yeah, it kind of I saw that it was like blowing up out in the US and like also South America and also again in Indonesia. So I was like, I'm going to just try get on it and see where it leads to. How did you come up with the idea to like serenade people on Omegle? Because okay, for everyone who who's listening who doesn't know what Omegle is, it's a platform where you get on it and they just pair you up with random strangers, right? You don't know who's going to come on your video next. Yeah, it's like a chat roulette like type of like format (laughs) Mm -hmm. so how did you decide to just get in front of random strangers on the internet the scariest place in the world and just serenade them how how nerve-wracking was that in the beginning very nerve-wracking i think because i saw on my for you page that omegle was just like comedic videos i like saw that and was just like is anyone doing singing videos with these yet and i'm sure that there were people doing it before me but i didn't see any at like the time i was scrolling through so i decided to hop on omegle and i think i remember the first day i was just skipping through everybody for the first two hours until um, for a I always, face. yeah exactly <laughs> and I always like held up my guitar because it was kind of like in case I'm like awkward or nervous I can just grab onto it and skip <laughs> but I think I landed on these like three girls who were just like sing and I was like okay well there's my cue I just played it I recorded and I decided to post that video on like TikTok and I was like, whoa, that's like more than my average views at the time. And so like I posted that Omegle video and I like gained, I think a hundred thousand people just from that one video. Then I was like, okay, maybe like I should fight my nerves (laughs) and post another one. And the other video (laughs) that I posted was um, this guy who was just very rude, was like swearing at me and like saying like very like rude words. And I kind of just sat frozen because honestly, I wasn't trying to play it cool, but I was just in shock. (laughs) I was like, that just happened. Oh, so you posted him being rude to you. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to show that there are people like this who are also, you know, who exist. And I kind of wanted to share the video as in like, you know, even when that happens, don't let it like slow you down or hold you back from what you want to do. And I think growing up in Indonesia, that was like something that I faced a lot. 
So like that, that was something that I wanted to introduce into my content as well. And yeah, like people started like defending me and it was just like, that guy was just like having a bad day. He doesn't deserve you singing for him anyways. And I was like, wait, these are such nice comments. Did he but ever yeah, reach out? No, I'm hoping he does. Cause like, I'd love to hear his reasoning, but at the same time, I kind of, you know, don't linger on it. Cause there's also just amazing people who do support me. Mm-hmm. And I try not to think about the people who are constantly rude. Some people don't need a reason though. I think that's what we've learned on the internet. And this being like, we're into season three. That means I've probably asked this whole hate comment question to about 20 people before you and everybody has their bad experiences. Like I, I don't know a single person who has anything online publicly that hasn't had a bad experience online. And I think that's something that I'm not sure whether TikTok is making better or worse because sometimes it can be really really bad but other times you can kind of see people more aware of it now yeah i don't know which which way i i lean on that on that debate whether tiktok is good or bad for cyberbullying but yeah i think it's it's such an interesting like space and like mm. certain like community because like everyone's so different and everyone's from like around the world too. People only like, you know, will catch a moment and mm. like justify someone's whole character or personality based off that one 15 second video that they yeah. saw of them. You know, <laughs> the same thing happened to Bella Porch. Like she blew up off of like bobbling her head, but people were just like, yeah, we can do that too. Like we're going to hate on her because it doesn't make sense that she's famous. And now she's releasing music and people actually like it. And it's, you know, just, I think there's waves that people just need to push through. Unfortunately, social media is that way. It's not like it's Mm -hmm. documenting every second of our life. We show 30 seconds to a minute of it and let people judge that video. And we're putting ourselves out there too. So, you know, like it can be taken the wrong way or hopefully the right way. You probably feel the same way. With Southeast Asia, we're a bit different. Like even our mindset is a bit different compared to like the US. And I think when a lot of people were hating on Bella and they were saying certain things about her, I'm like, but that's normal here. And you, you... you know, you're judging her based on something that's normal for us. And I think that happens across the board. Like when I've seen Malaysian TikTokers get into trouble with a US audience, but it's because they're doing something that we do all the time and we don't think about it, but somehow it offended someone over there because it's, it's like a cultural difference, you know, like you've never been here. We've never been there. And I think like that part can sometimes get mixed up because of all the nationalities on the app. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always going to be a difficult space to navigate, right? Totally. I I also think that like being Indonesian Mm -hmm. and now being a creator out in the US, the one thing I did like notice was that like as a consumer from Indonesia, I was very open and I'm sure my friends were too. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, in the US, it's so quick to like judge someone's like, you know, skill or talent or like, like if this is something that's cool enough for us. And like, it's this whole thing where it's just like, it has to fit into the US culture. That is frustrating a hundred percent because it's kind of like for me at least it's the community that uh, I'm like engaged with and like have been very like lucky to get the chance to have exposure to but mm-hmm. then I think about these things where it's it's so unfair that like you know someone else who I get comments all the time it's like oh look at the way he looks you never think he'd sound like that and it's like what does that mean you know like yeah. it, people think it's a compliment and I'm like I don't know if you realize that sometimes that's <laughs> like is it because I like am not a like Justin Bieber we're looking mm-hmm. it's kind of like because I don't look like that they don't expect me to sound the way I do and I kind of just let it slide because it's 
it's not something I can change, unfortunately, because also the industry, you know, the way it's functioned, it's very much based on like, this is how artists looks. And I think yeah. there's been this new wave where artists who look different ways have been showing up and it's kind of changing the game, but also it's not entirely gone yet. I think it's crazy how a lot of the people who are blowing up on TikTok are from Southeast Asia. And that's not something you saw a lot of like before the existence of TikTok, like Bella Port, she's obviously Filipino. Even Olivia Rodrigo, she's part Filipino. You're Indonesian. You know, it's it's kind of, I, I like it. it. It's opening up oh, a same. brand new market. <laughs> yeah, totally. I honestly, like, I think when I first came to LA, it was kind of like just happening too, where like mm-hmm. from Indonesia, there was Rich Brian. And then there was also Nikki who like popped up from 88, right? and 88 Rising just like turned to a huge thing as well today that like I was like oh my god look at this like you know a bunch of Asian artists like doing it in the US and then the K-pop scene just blew up like crazy you know and I was just like this is the time you know so I guess that was also kind of like motivation for myself to be like you know what just get on TikTok you know don't think about it too much Mm. and I was very much just like post because you like it don't post for other people to like which thankfully other people enjoyed it too <laughs> yeah i was gonna say because like the reactions you've gotten uh, especially on your omegle videos like i love the ones that start with you asking can i sing for you and they're like mm, okay whatever and then you start singing and it just completely blows their mind i think it's it's changed so much from when i first started because i didn't realize like how many people were gonna start recognizing me on there like now if i try to shoot a video on omegle i get like noticed pretty often on there and i've like been out in la which this is the part that like i never thought would ever happen where i'm walking in a restaurant and someone comes up to me because they know who i am like that to me is like wait like this is like I'm not ready <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a part of me that's afraid of people like I'll be like being loud with my friends because I'm just like oh it's fun and then someone comes up to me and I shut down because I get nervous <laughs> then you're self-conscious right you think like okay people recognize me I have to control myself a little bit yeah and I get like I am like a shy person to begin with that like when that happens I like instantly go like hello and they like say something and I respond awkwardly and then I'd have to be like I'm so sorry that was weird like I just don't know how to deal with people that's what like you know on social media it's kind of one-sided where I get to like take my time with responses but in the moment I'm very much like scatterbrained my brain is just going everywhere (laughs) I'm kind of the same like when people recognize me from the radio here and they come up to me in public I notice that I'm doing it but I can't stop myself from doing it in the moment I'm like I know this is awkward I'm really sorry but I don't my brain's not telling me how to like react to you properly right now oh uh, thank god that i'm not the only one who goes through that because <laughs> like i'm just like is there like a training for this where i know how to <laughs> react to people because i feel like this is gonna be like how i am like i have shows end of this year that i'm just gonna be like how am i gonna like react to an audience <laughs> i feel like i'm just gonna have to practice a lot leading to that <laughs> and you've blown up to the point where people are recognizing you in la which is literally the hub for like musicians i know you've released a couple of songs on your own yeah. but it's not like an album or it's not like an official radio push single right yeah none of it is it was all kind of released independently that's mainly because like i think last year was really kind of like the decider of me becoming more of an artist. When I first studied to LA, I for sure had the intention of like, I want to learn to help build my artistry. But at the same time, that's not something you can learn really. And 
being in LA coming from Indonesia, like everything was so expensive <laughs> that I was just like, I'm just going to wait to see like where like my music personally leads. But I did come to LA with the intention of being a songwriter for mm-hmm. other artists. So let me just focus in that realm. In March or April of 2020, when I like started doing like TikTok, that's kind of like when I realized that like, maybe I do have a platform that I can get an audience and I can kind of make a living out of music. So I really started deciding to becoming an artist by like end of September to early October of last year. And that's kind of like where I was like, okay, I'm going to release a song in February. I'm going to just see how that goes. And luckily I have like, you know, independently, I say I have a good amount of listeners right now. Mm -hmm. And thankfully like people who are very loyal to like wanting to hear more music from myself and that's kind of like where it shifted to be like okay let's build the artistry a bit more like for next year let me see if that's something possible to like do an album or maybe even continue like working with other artists and do collaborations i feel like that's crazy though that you wanted to be a songwriter because obviously you were doing covers and stuff when i first came across your content and everything and if you told me you didn't write your own music and all you did was sing i'd still listen to you because i think like your voice is the thing that stands out the most you know you've got that whole i don't even know whether i'm saying it right vibrato vibrato. Vibrato. yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't even know how to say the word (laughs) obviously not an artist (laughs) but yeah you've got that whole thing like post malone going on if you had never come on tiktok and you were just writing songs for other people i think that would be such a waste you know (laughs) i mean it's a great career and everything but like your voice is the thing that like as i was scrolling made me just stop and then go into your profile and look at all your other videos you know what I mean oh thank you (laughs) I was just like not sure on like what people would think of my voice to begin with Mm. because I did do covers when I was like younger but you know the the exposure that it was at it was never it didn't feel realistic to continue Mm. to pursue an artist career where sometimes for the most of it it's so much more of an investment than like earning anything back (laughs) so that too was kind of like the reason why I was being more attentive to like, is it worth being an artist right now? Because unfortunately it costs so much money to like, you know, like it's one thing to write a song, but then it's another to have it produced, to have it mixed, to have it mastered, and then to have it promoted. Like Mm. all of that is like stuff that I just never thought of personally that I could like figure out until I figure out like a main job that can help my artistry would be considered the side job. (laughs) Like that's kind of like how my mindset was. So I shifted everything coming to LA being like, I feel like it's more likely and more possible for me to pursue a songwriting route. And hopefully that can help support an artist's career, but it kind of just switched. <laughs> so are you still, cause you said you were in college when you, you, you got there, right? So are you still in college or have you finished or? I'm like, currently in a break okay and i'm not sure if i'm gonna continue just based off of like i did the whole classes and being a writer and being an artist thing between this like march to the summer and like Mm -hmm. june july and it was a lot i think i like was not getting sleep i was not being able to focus on either subject if that's like my school stuff or even like focusing on like writing for myself and writing Mm -hmm. for other artists and just continuing to build a career like i realized that like oh this is a lot more than i expected 
expected. So with that in mind, I kind of realized that I talked a lot with like my teachers as well, which I'm not going to say other names because I don't want to get them in trouble. And they kind of were like, you know, like at the end of the day, you are here studying to pursue what you currently have. If you have gotten enough of what you've got, it's like, you should pursue the career that's already working out because at the same time, as you're doing stuff in the industry, as you're pursuing your career, you're also continuously going to learn. So that's kind of like what clicked to me. And that's what shifted my mindset from like fully graduating first and then getting this to work out. Cause also I completely understand that, like, I don't know how long this is going to last or if this is something that will like go away by next year or like Mm -hmm. even a few months from now or possibly a few weeks from now, you know, like all that stuff is so unpredictable that I do want to like make the most of what I currently have. And unfortunately that does mean that school can be a bit of a sidetrack of my current situation but also I'm very much not like disacknowledging school I for sure I'm thinking of like let me just go with this first now and maybe later on in life I can come back and graduate and finish college and everything as much as we want to we can't like manipulate timelines right like if something's meant to happen now you just gotta grab onto it and go along with it like you can't be like oh wait hold on let me just yeah. stop the hype train for a while i just need to graduate you know totally yeah, yeah. I, I mean i've learned so much from like the people i've been working with and networking with and getting to know and also teaching me to me it's just as valuable or sometimes even more valuable than the stuff that like i learn at school mm-hmm. you've actually gotten some pretty famous instagram followers as well right like i was reading benny blanco followed you bb rexa zed have you met any of of these artists yet just because everything was based on social media for Mm -hmm. a while because of the pandemic i like have personally just like gotten to know them on like through the phone i have their numbers and everything so it's like people that i'm just like hey like thanks again for the follow i appreciate it and they are the nicest of like being like hey look we think you're dope we think you're super cool would love to hear what you have and I'm like okay cool I'm sending you a list (laughs) and yeah like I've gotten great advice from a lot of these people I looked up to who also never in my life did I think would I get the opportunity to personally have a conversation with them Mm -hmm. nor like get advice from them on like what I'm currently doing so I'm very like surprised by how I didn't know that when my social media blew up, it would also kind of like blow up in the scene of other artists too, that noticing me. And every time I never find out from myself, like personally, it's always like one of my followers or one of my like fans being like, did you know that this person follows you? And I'd be like, wait, what? (laughs) I think it makes me feel so bad, but I wasn't even following Zed when I saw him follow me. And I was just like, I'm a terrible person. Zed follows me and I don't follow him. Like I'm literally his fan. I listened to his music growing up. How am I not following him? And that was kind of like the first people that I was really just like, I think Zed and everybody else was mainly through Instagram, which kind of like came along more in like 2021, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Back in the TikTok phase where I completely only focused on TikTok, I had like Megan Trainer, Andy Grammer on there too, who have been like so supportive of like my career to this day. And I very much like go to them every time I'm like, hey, I know like you're busy and I don't want to bother you, but I just wanted your thoughts on this. And they're the best. <laughs> Is there anyone else that we haven't mentioned their names, like losing your mind because they followed you? I think the one that like made me lose my mind the most had to be Tori Kelly, like 
duetting my song. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like a huge Tori Gelly fan. She was like one of those artists that I was like, the way she sings, the way she's able to like freestyle her runs, like it's crazy how much control she has over all of that. And I kind of like found out through my managers who told me that, hey, did you see that she duetted your video on TikTok? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to go to sleep and I was just like, this is Tori Kelly singing a song that I wrote on and she says she loves it. I am losing my mind. My (laughs) palms are sweating. I'm literally home alone and I'm freaking out. I like called my co-writer who wrote the song with me and was like, did you see Tori Kelly sang our song? (laughs) We both freaked out and I couldn't sleep until like 3 to 4 a.m. Because I kept looping it and it was just like, she sang this song. (laughs) I also still like woke up very early and like was just still freaked out, like kind of in a spiral of what is going on. And then I saw that like she messaged me and was just like very like nice being like, hey, I just want to know your song is amazing. You're an amazing writer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. You have no idea how much you're like literally one of like the top five people that I look up to and that just like meant so much to me who would you love to notice you next because you said you're <laughs> top five people right so I'd have to say it's Julia Michaels John Bellion Bruno Mars and Ed Sheeran between those five people I like have something I take away from each of them that like inspired me as an artist and as a writer today mm-hmm. so I like it's kind of like weird where it's just like can I get all five to notice me which is also like I bet you can. a weird like <laughs> a weird egotistical like bucket list thing that I have going on, you know. Everybody <laughs> has one. Like anyone who says they don't is lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad that like it de- I hope it doesn't come off the wrong way, but I genuinely just like those people did shape me mm-hmm. into the artist that I'm still trying to be, you know, and like constantly like listening to the stuff that they work on. Like John Bellion is huge in the writing scene, so is Julia Michaels. Where it's like from those people, I have so many takeaways from like the song that they write that I'm like, oh, that's such a cool mm-hmm. analogy that they did. That's such a cool way to phrase a sentence. That's such a cool way to you know have a rhythmic pattern in a song where I'm just very like again the learning side never stops on my end (laughs) I mean Ed Sheeran always has his mixtape collections come out with like a lot of random people they collabs with so who knows (laughs) hopefully if if that ever comes by I will probably just be crying like in like we're trying to record the vocals I'll be crying I'll be like let's let's use that take <laughs> like, let's make him sound like he's crying the entire time because he actually is <laughs> <laughs> but you have got a lot of your original music out you've been teasing one right there's like yeah, seven I... parts that you've put out <laughs> Yeah, I think like because I I write every day, like it's really like to the point where I have like so many songs in my computer and my phone where I'm like, what can I do with some of these? You know, at the same time, like a month or like two months ago, I asked like my publishers and like my managers, like, would you guys mind if I like shared snippets of like the songs on like my socials? I'll for sure ask like all of the collaborators and like co-writers that I worked with before I do that. But that's just an idea I had because I am trying to switch 
switch from being a cover artist to more of like an original song artist mm-hmm. so I did want to showcase that a bit too on like my socials and they're like yeah, yeah that's totally fine just let us know when you do it and that's kind of like now the two singles that I have coming up are based off of the stuff that people really enjoyed on my socials too so it was a cool way to have you know like an idea of what people are gonna like just based mm-hmm. on how they react so yeah that's kind of like why I start doing them more now like I kind of want to base the stuff that I write on what people enjoy too because I also currently am independent I'm trying to figure out you know what is the smart move as an artist mm-hmm. that doesn't know what he's doing and so far it's been very helpful like kind of getting a sense of what people react well to and what people don't necessarily want yet. Okay, so you're teasing two singles on TikTok and you're going on tour, you're opening for Max? Yeah. When are you dropping the music? Is there an album coming? So I want to say like at least like a rough time frame of like when I'm dropping my next song would be a month from now but also I'm just constantly like writing and like trying to compile for an album which for sure would be more towards like next year because I'm so fresh and still Mm -hmm. introducing myself so I kind of want to take my time with the releases that hopefully leads to an album by sometime next year. So the one that you're going to be dropping in like around a month will be one of the ones that you're teasing on TikTok? Yes. What what are the names of the single so between the two that's like i'd say doing thankfully pretty well is i don't like how much i like you and another yeah all right so we can look forward to that in about a month and you're going on tour in two months like early to mid november okay will you just be singing like your two songs will you be doing covers like what's the Um, plan well i for sure hope that by then i'd have like a few more stuff released so okay i I will be performing the songs that I have released as well, performing stuff that like also aren't released yet just to test out the crowd because this is also going to be the first time I'm performing in front of like a live crowd in the US. Did you perform in Jakarta before? I did, but it was like, I don't know if you guys have this in uh, Malaysia, but we had these like school to school events where like at the time I kind of was doing like covers on YouTube and I wasn't like big. I was just an option of like for schools (laughs) because, you know, schools also have a bunch so there's like let's get this guy he's not expensive because we already got the big performer and let's get a bunch of like smaller performers to open up before that so I did a lot of like school to school performances I also did a lot of features growing up Mm. so when the artist that I had a feature on would perform I'd be invited to certain shows so I had experience there but I mean based on coming to shows here and watching shows here I would say that it is very different like crowd wise so that is something I'm like nervous and excited about mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah for the most of it nervous <laughs> yeah i can imagine it's it's a pretty different vibe like yeah I've never been to a show in Jakarta, but I imagine it's not much different from Malaysia. Have you been to Malaysia? I have once in, I think, 2016 or like early 2017. I kind of had a collaboration with this company and um, they flew me out to Malaysia. I was freshly signed to them from Jakarta. Mm -hmm. So I went to Malaysia and performed there. And that was like kind of like my first experience of performing outside of like the the country by myself. (laughs) Was it in KL? Yeah. It was. 
Okay. I was not in KL in 2016, so I probably wouldn't have seen. But yeah, I'm from another part of Malaysia. But so I hadn't moved here yet, so I probably wouldn't have seen that. But I feel like I have heard of that company. So it might still be around. Yeah. <laughs> to me, like I can't even remember what I had for breakfast the other day. So I'm trying my best <laughs> to recall. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to keep you too long, but before I let you go, I wanted to ask and feel free to say no. Would would you be up for singing a little part of your new single? Oh, um, yeah, I can try. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see if... Um, I love that your guitar is like just right next to you. You don't oh, even I have, have to stretch. <laughs> I have a very small room, so everything is very compiled in one area. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just right there. So I was like, let me see if I know the chords. I'm just going to do the chorus of it. So this is the chorus of I don't like how much I like you. Hopefully I can reach it right now. I'm not sure where my voice is at. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great anyway. <laughs> I don't wish this on anyone else Because it hurts so good I'm Losing myself And I know If I don't act now Somebody will And I know If I don't run We'll be standing still Oh I don't like I don't like how much I like you I don't like how much I <laughs> yes <laughs> I totally gave me goosebumps <laughs> thank you I felt like my voice cracking up in the beginning and I was just like no don't crack up now <laughs> It's quite late where you are now though, right? Yeah, also I like kind of, when I'm home alone, I tend to not talk and then like my voice just goes croaky. <laughs> I get it. We're, we're still in lockdown over here, so I can just go <laughs> days without talking to anyone. <laughs> so. And I just remember like probably should try rehearse, you know, every now and then singing. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Some random now that I know. on a podcast and ask you to sing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Should have for sure thought of that through. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> no problem. And if you have not heard Francis, please go and follow him everywhere. I think you are the same username across all platforms. I'm the same on YouTube and TikTok, which is Francis Corral Official. Aside from Instagram, which is just Francis underscore Corral. I should probably change that too. But yeah, that's my socials. <laughs> all right, please go follow Follow him. He'll be dropping music in about a month. And also, hopefully, we can hear you on Hits, which is the radio station that I'm on. So, Oh, hopefully. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Francis. See you next episode. All right. See ya. The C Word with Callista.